The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 271. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Last episode, 270, unpacked why people struggle to reach their goals and live their dreams. I also uncovered five principles that pull us towards success and showed how you can put them into practice. Today, I'm breaking down another important aspect of success, decision-making, because the decisions we make lead to the actions we take. The better our decisions, the more effective our actions, especially when it comes to reaching our goals. I also uncover some of the top roadblocks that slow us down. Plus, I share how I help clients use those roadblocks as productivity fuel in the pursuit of their dreams. All with five simple steps you can start implementing immediately. Let's dive in. When I first started working with Alan, he had all the hallmarks of success. By the way, Alan isn't his real name, and I've changed and left out some details to protect his confidentiality. Alan had taken home his first million dollars in a single year. He and his wife had a beautiful condo in the heart of Manhattan, two kids they loved and adored. So why would he land on my doorstep? Alan reached his goals later than he'd wanted. He'd been working hard to move up and make his first million before he reached 30. He didn't get there until he turned 35. Of course, there's more to it than that. Otherwise, Alan would have showed up six years sooner. Alan came to our first session and practically flopped onto the floor. He had sacrificed a lot, personally and in his marriage. Yes, he worked late on weekends, often. Yes, he gave up on most of his hobbies and time with friends. Yes, he put his clients ahead of his family, except in dire emergencies. But it was more subtle than that. Because along the way to reach his goals, Alan made a habit of sacrifice which came back to bite him in a big way, and brought him to me. Alan got used to pushing himself harder and giving up pieces of himself, all in the service of his goals. Sometimes that was putting in an extra four hours of work on Friday night to take care of an angry client. Other times he just agreed to whatever his wife wanted him to do to avoid an argument. Responsibilities turned into burdens, the weight of obligation grew. Alan stayed up later and woke up earlier, month after month, year after year. By the time Alan came into my office, there were a lot of ways that he felt like a shell of himself. 
In other words, he was burned out. Alan clearly loved his wife and family. He loved his work. He fueled his motivation with devotion to family and his professional ambitions. In the day-to-day pursuit of his goals, he sacrificed his dream life. And Alan felt miserable. I see it all the time, people who single-mindedly pursue their professional or financial goals. Whether conscious or not, they make the decisions in black and white terms, asking themselves, does this move me towards my goals or not? Everything that doesn't immediately move the needle gets discarded. And in fact, there's a lot of upside to that approach. It's how many ambitious and results-driven people achieve their goals. I've seen two major problems that come from this approach. Number one, short-term thinking, and number two, sustainability. Let me explain. When Alan's wife asked him if he wanted to go to the park with their kids, he smiled and said that it sounds amazing. But then he remembered a big pitch meeting on Monday that he needed to prep for. If he messed up, it would be a serious setback. So he told his wife to take the kids and go without him. His wife got angry and accused him for not caring about family time. To avoid an argument and give his wife what she was asking, Alan gave in. He decided to stay up late every night that weekend, prepping for the meeting instead. And he was so exhausted on Sunday that he couldn't really enjoy the park and time with his family. He even snapped at one of his kids. His wife was so upset, she blamed him for ruining the entire weekend. Alan had lots of moments like that. He tried hard to avoid fights and give everything to his family and work. Doing that got him caught in short-term thinking, avoiding arguments and sacrificing his sleep. It wasn't all the time, though, which created a lot of inconsistency in Alan's sleep and in how he showed up with his family. It all caught up with Alan. Psychologist Abraham Maslow had a similar framework for decision-making, one that is strikingly familiar to anyone who can relate with Alan's story. You might have heard of Maslow from his namesake hierarchy of needs. The idea is that every action we take is either a plus one or minus one in reference to reaching our goals and dreams. And it's not as well known as some of Maslow's work. And it's really important to understand in terms of how it applies. For every decision you make, ask yourself one question. Is the action I'm about to take, or I'm in the middle of taking, moving me towards my goals or away from them? When applied narrowly, it can become short-sighted, like how Alan tried to please everyone at a big cost to himself, which affected his family life too. It also became unsustainable in the long term because the sacrifices he made along the way created a habit. He kept giving up on getting sleep and taking the best care of himself. Instead, he kept taking on more responsibilities and more obligations. He pit them against his needs and then sacrificed his needs to live up to those responsibilities and to try to meet his goals. Maslow likely thought about it in terms of meeting all the goals, all the needs, and all the desires in his hierarchy, from physical safety, love, and belonging to self-esteem and self-actualization. It also works best when we are honest with ourselves. It's easy to rationalize scrolling on social media or streaming your latest binge-worthy show as a way to relax. Which brings us to a very important point, the foundation of my work with Alan that changed everything for him. I define burnout as the accumulation of stress and overwhelm, sustained over a long period of time 
we get completely drained. At some point, we can't keep going anymore. Burnout is the state where your brain sends constant signals of exhaustion. We can't be our best selves. Motivation feels like it's gone. Productivity, joy, and connection all go out the window. At the latest stages, burnout leaves us feeling like a shell of ourselves, all because of the sacrifices we make, the habit of sacrificing in pursuit of our goals. It's like when your phone battery is low and you can't charge it enough. It keeps shutting down. The sacrifices Alan made kept unplugging his charger. Inside of burnout is a powerful message, an important message. In fact, our brains are sending those signals long before burnout sets in. So how do we manage the drive towards our goals without getting caught up in stress, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout? Here's my five-step process that I've used myself and with clients to great success. Step one, asking yourself, is this decision or action moving me plus one towards my goals and dreams or minus one and holding me back from getting there sooner? Step number two, if you're in plus one territory, take a moment to acknowledge and praise yourself for it. Then ask yourself how you can set yourself up to keep doing what you need to stay on track. In other words, set yourself up for consistency and success long-term. Step three, if you're in minus one territory, ask yourself what your decision or action is trying to do for you. For example, if you're watching YouTube, get clear on whether you need a break or you're avoiding something difficult. Step four, take a couple of minutes to jot down some ideas for what you could do instead. Brainstorm what would move you forward or address your needs better. For example, Sometimes it helps to move your body, whether that's grabbing a workout, taking a walk, or stretching for a few minutes. Sometimes it helps to slow down. Take time to reflect and think about your goals, needs, and dreams, or make a plan for the rest of your day. Step five, start trying out your ideas. Instead of scrolling on your phone for an hour, grab a bottle of water and take a 20-minute walk. Let your mind wander. Then make note of how well it worked, because that brings you right back to step one, asking yourself if your decision, your action was plus one or minus one towards your goals and dreams. It took some time for Alan to see how his narrow thinking undermined his decision-making. He tried to solve issues in the short term. He pushed himself harder, and that led to missing opportunities to create long-term sustainability, and to compound momentum. We got clear on how his approach was actually getting in the way. Alan started using the five steps to hone his decision-making. The quality of his life, relationships, and work skyrocketed. To recap, when you're making decisions, consider these three points. One, what are the actions that move you towards success? Two, how do you resource yourself to stay motivated and continue making progress? And three, how do you create long-term sustainability and momentum? Use Maslow's plus one and minus one framework to measure your decisions. Use the five steps to get clarity and make every action more effective. Create long-term momentum and sustainability. 
And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.